Asia Pacific Currents. News and labor issues from the Asia Pacific region. We strongly condemn the, the police that arrest uh, the protesters. Saturday mornings at 9 o'clock on Community Radio 3CR. Workers of the world should unite to fight this greedy capitalist. Brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Links. Good morning and welcome to Asia Pacific Currents on this Saturday, the 15th of July. You're listening to Community Radio 3CR. I'm Giselle Hanna and I'm taking you through to 9.30 this morning. Of course, um, we'll be bringing you the regular news from around the region and in the second part of today's program, we've got a live guest in the studio, Jun Chik Shin from South Korea. We're going to be having a discussion about the Yun government's attacks on the Labor movement in South Korea and um, the way that unions are fighting back. Of course, Asia Pacific Currents is brought to you by Australia Asia Worker Links and you can find us on the web or the w's.aawl.org.au. We're on Facebook and Twitter, though I don't know how much longer we're going to stay on Twitter. In any case, you can look us up on those social media platforms. We uh, Just a reminder about Radiothon, you can still pay. I just played an announcement about how you can pay and we're also still taking pledges where a couple hundred dollars shy of our target so if you haven't chosen which shows to donate to please keep us in mind and give us a ring at the at the station during business hours to um, discuss what your pledge might be. Well, we're going to go straight into news from around the region and we're going to kick off in Thailand where the Thai election winners have failed to have their leader made Prime Minister. On Friday, the Move Forward Party, which won at May's Thailand election, suffered a setback when their leader, Peter Limjoranrat, failed to secure enough votes in the parliament to be made Prime Minister. Although not a Labour Party per se, Move Forward was strongly endorsed by the Labour movement in Thailand and several prominent trade unionists were on their ticket. Their electoral success was in large part because of their promise on workers' rights. While they've been able to form an eight-party coalition, Move Forward only had 311 votes out of the required 376 to make their leader Prime Minister. The military still have strong control over the government, despite claiming to be ceding power back to the electorate, and 250 of the 750 members of parliament are appointed by the military rather than elected. These non-elected parliamentarians made up the majority of those opposing the move forward leader. The military have also attempted to disqualify and potentially imprison Lim, John, uh, Lim Jaronrat on the grounds that he did not declare ownership of shares when he nominated for the election. And the leader of the Solomon Islands, Prime Minister Manasseh Sogavare, visited Beijing this week to open a new embassy and mark 45 years of independence from Britain. Despite claiming that the Solomons are neutral in the US-China-Pacific race, Sogavare drew criticism from his opposition for declaring, uh, I am home when addressing the Chinese media at the airport. The opposition also criticised Sogavare for a lack of transparency in the nine cooperation agreements he signed with China during his visit. 
The Solomons remains politically divided 20 years after the end of the Civil War, and the China-US rivalry has also split the country along political lines. Sogavare used a trip to call for Chinese investment in infrastructure, which he said is urgently needed outside of the capital Honiara. The Solomons is seen by Australia and the US as having switched sides after signing a security deal with China last year. And garment companies are leaving Myanmar after workers' uh, arrests. Following up on a story that we brought you in June, the German sportswear company Jayco, alongside Spanish fashion brand Zara, have withdrawn their operations from Myanmar. The companies came under heavy criticism internationally following the arrest and disappearance of several of their workers who were negotiating wages on behalf of their union. In mid-June, 10 workers at the Jayco factory in Yangon were arrested after attending a meeting in a government office where they demanded that workers receive a pay rise to match the cost of living. The workers were charged with being in contact with illegal organisations. Subsequently, several other workers went into hiding and lost their employment to avoid arrest. Jayco and other garment companies remained silent on the issue until the European Union began applying pressure on companies from EU member states to not manufacture in Myanmar. The move comes at a time where increased airstrikes on civilian areas by the junta and the prospect of a rigged election in August have brought Myanmar back to the attention of the international community. And heading to Korea, and we're going to have this as our feature story later in the program, but more Koreans take strike action. Members of the Korean Health and Medical Workers Union walked off the job on Thursday after staffing and pay, uh, overstaffing and pay conditions. About 45,000 of the KHMU's 85,000 members participated in the strike in which they called for the government to invest in more positions for health workers to create better patient-to-nurse ratios and ultimately foster safer medical facilities. The government responded by threatening to initiate a return-to-work order, although the threat never eventuated. The KHMU's action coincides with a two-week rolling strike against the anti-labour policies of the Yun government called by the Korean Congress of Trade Unions or Confederation of Trade Unions, the KCTU, at the beginning of the month, which is coming to an end today. Elsewhere in South Korea, workers at Hyundai factories walked off the job for two hours on Wednesday morning and again for another two hours in the afternoon. The workers declared that their action was in solidarity with the KCTU and in opposition to the Yun government. And in Bangladesh, 8,000 workers have been laid off. The government of Bangladesh has abruptly sacked more than 8,000 workers despite there being a shortage of labour in the sector. The workers were on temporary contracts with the government Uh, which the government has been using to pay workers at a lower rate than permanent staff, as well as deny them a pathway to regularised employment. The move to sack the workers came in defiance of a High Court order to keep them, as well as a general shortage of workers in the government sector. Elsewhere in Bangladesh, there have been renewed calls for police to be transparent in their investigation into the murder of Union Delegate Shahid al-Islam Shahid. As previously reported on APC, Shahid was beaten to death by an organised mob after he promised garment workers at a factory in Dhaka to take their case of unpaid wages to an official tribunal.
Calls for transparency are warranted, as similar cases of trade unionists being murdered in Bangladesh have resulted in no arrests being made. And in Hong Kong, a national security law targeting unionists is being introduced. The government of the Hong Kong Special Administrative Region has drawn criticism from international trade union bodies for using China's national security law to target eight unionists earlier this month. The law allows for the government to place a one million Hong Kong dollar bounty on the heads of those accused of breaking the national security law including those not living in Hong Kong or mainland China. The law itself is seen as a means of silencing dissent in the city. The eight individuals targeted are mostly living in Australia, the US and the UK. Hong Kong has increased attacks on union activism this year, with high-profile organiser Elizabeth Tang, the General Secretary of the International Domestic Workers Federation, being arrested in March. While Tang has been released from custody, she remains under restrictive bail conditions that do not allow her to leave Hong Kong, while her husband, another prominent union leader, remains in prison for his activism during the 2019 Hong Kong protests. It is 11 minutes past nine o'clock here on Community Radio 3CR. We're going to go to some community announcements and then we'll be joined by Jun Shikshin, our feature interview for the morning. Common Social Change Library is an online collection of educational resources for those campaigning for social change. It collects, curates and distributes the key lessons and resources of progressive movements around Australia and across the globe. The library includes over 500 resources covering campaign strategy, community organising, activist history, digital campaigning, diversity and inclusion and much, much more. It's free to access the library, so check out the collection at www.commonslibrary.org. Common Social Change Library is a 3CR supporter. Need an extra layer for the cooler months? We've got great new long sleeve tops that proudly say Workers Radio. Available now online or at the station. Perfect for layering when you're out on the street. They'll have you picket line ready for winter. At $40, you'll get a great quality shirt, ethically and locally manufactured by Qualitops in Reservoir. Order now and we'll post one out for $8.50. Or you can pick it up from the station. Buy one online at 3cr.org.au forward slash shop. Or come into the station during business hours at 21 Smith Street, Fitzroy. Hey, this is Nick from Pinyao. You're listening to 3CR. Please support community radio and your local music scene. Subscribe now. Give money back to the people that give music to you. It is 14 minutes past nine o'clock here on Community Radio 3CR. Uh, this is Asia Pacific Currents and I'm Giselle Hanna. We are joined in the studio by Comrade Jun Shikshin from South Korea. He's a labour movement and peace activist. Welcome, Jun. 
Thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us. And of course, welcome to Melbourne. You have been here before, but Jun is a guest of Australia Asia Worker Links in Melbourne at the moment, building um, solidarity and union support for the struggle of Korean workers in the fight of their life. Um, of course, Jun, we're seeing the unions call for general strikes at the moment and over the previous month. What are the demands of this general strike? As you know, traditionally, general strike demand focuses on better gains for workers. For example, better wages and working conditions for themselves. However, current general strike is quite different one. They strongly push Yoon Seung-yeol, the Korean president, to set down his presidency position because he has destroyed every sector such as trade unions, livelihoods, and peace. Tell us about the circumstances leading to Yang Hoidong's death on May Day this year. About 10 years ago, Australian Construction Union, CFMEU, organized a few times study tour for Korean construction union leaders. So I think the Korean Construction Union learned how to organize workers from Australia. The union studied the OG union policies such as no ticket, no start policy. Slowly the policy has been extended in Korean construction sites. The late Yang Hedong was one of the construction union leaders. About one and a half years ago, he tried to apply the no ticket, no start policy in Gangwon province branch area. However, the Korean dictator government sued him as a construction gangster and blackmailer. So he him- killed himself on fire to protect protest the government and protect the union policy, I think. That is pretty devastating. And of course, his death has seen massive, massive protests right across South Korea, which we've been reporting on, um, on Asia Pacific Currents. But has the construction union been particularly targeted by the Yun administration? Yes, it has, because the union has been stronger and stronger the workers' wages, wages and working conditions has been improved. So the Yun government pressure on the construction union. And what is Yun trying to do in relation to union organising? As I already mentioned a little bit, he sued many union organisers and leaders as a construction gangster to in order to destroy union, unions, including construction union. You're visiting Australia on an international solidarity program. What are you hoping to achieve while you're here? I hope Australian peace activists and many unions support the Korean end war campaign. Well, building support for the peace movement is a huge objective for you. Tell us about this. I think Australian peace activist has demanded the Labour government to give up the AUKUS alliance. 
all the activists think it pushed Australia to strengthen militarism and to be involved easily in American war in, in the future in terms of anti-militarism and anti-American war. Australian and Korean peace activists need to do solidarity for enhancing their movement power to achieve their objectives. You are calling for an end to the Korean War, which has had an armistice for 70 years. Many people wouldn't realise that the Korean War has never been declared over. Can you please explain this to our listeners? Yeah, um, seven years ago, 70 years ago, North Korea, USA and China, excluding South Korea, made an armistice agreement of the Korean War. For many years since the Korean War stopped, the South Korean government was not democratic and not enough strong power to ask USA to end Korean War formally. So what are the demands of the end the Korean War campaign? I mean, obviously one is to end the war, but what else? Finally, we need a peace agreement between South Korea and North Korea as well as America and China. Thank you so much, Jun. Is there anything you'd like to add? I want to say something about Australian responsibility to the Korean War. Korean people said 16 countries, including Australia, sent soldiers to Korean War. They did not formally finish the war and did not help South Korea and North Korea to make peace agreements. So I think Australia has responsible to end Korean War and ask South Korea and North Korea as well as USA, China to sign up a peace agreement for, more, for no more war in Korean Peninsula forever. Jun, thank you so much for your time on the program today. Thank you. That was Jun Shikshin. He is a peace and trade union activist from South Korea. Visiting Australia is a guest, is a um, solidarity guest of Australia Asia Worker Links, and will be um, he'll be around over the next week if you want an opportunity to meet and talk with him. Particularly if you yourself are a peace activist, you can get in touch with me directly to facilitate that. My number is zero four double one zero five four. We're going to go do some community announcements and then a track. If you or someone you care for is struggling with a mental illness or other disability and you need someone to talk to, you can call the Wellways Helpline. Wellways Helpline is a volunteer support and referral service that provides information to people experiencing mental health issues or other disabilities, as well as their family, friends and carers. We're here to talk if you are feeling socially isolated, seeking information about mental health or mental health services, or just need someone to talk to. As a peer-based service, everyone working at Wellways Helpline has a lived experience of mental health issues or disability. Wellways Helpline is a national service and operates Monday to Friday, 9am to 9pm, excluding public holidays. So if you're struggling yourself or are struggling to help someone else, please call Wellways Helpline on 1300 111500. That's 1300 111500. Wellways supports 3CR. Hello, I'm Ben from Ago. 
search data. Stay tuned to 3CR, support community radio and your local music scene and subscribe now. You're listening to Community Radio 3CR. I am in a moment going to go to some tracks, but I do want to announce a rally that's coming up today that our comrade Jun Shikshin will be speaking at. It's a community rally, No Nuclear Submarines Fund Essential Services and Real Climate Action. It is today at 11am on the corner of Wilson Avenue and Sydney Road opposite Barclay Square in Brunswick. So make sure you get along to that and you will have an opportunity to catch up with our comrade there if you wanted that. I'm going to go to a track. This is Tex Perkins with Dark Side. <laughs> 